0: dust everywhere kicked up by old stars 18 wheels swirling up from the scrub and sagebrush twisting devilish across the desert winding its way through the silent centuries guarding against who knows what those stoic saguaro cacti a thousand needles to defend themselves when it's a bit of reach they really need defense seems barely enough these days of course that didn't stop the people from up the windows in that town. Only it weren't the dust they were guarding against. Not that it made any difference in the end. Boards or no, the real threat snuck right in, burrowed its way so deep it almost struck water. Of course, that coyote knew better than anyone, if they brought water to these parts, it'd parch right into the earth. It'd take nothing short of a torrent to quiet the desert dust. A river so enraged, it could wash the sin clean away. But if you can't bring the river to land, maybe you can bring the people to the river.
1: Byways Episode 7. Big Rig.
0: Hello there. You wouldn't happen. To... Awful rude if I say so. Though I haven't exactly followed propriety to its fullest myself. Excuse me? You wouldn't happen to know where a traveller might find some water, would you? Huh? <laughs> Welcome to Coldwater, stranger. Am I right in thinking that's your big rig, parked outside town? Drove straight through that great basin east of California, till the far-off lights of New Gomorrah stretched across the horizon, and I headed west, back into the salt flats and dunes of the Mojave. I'd heard rumors of water in the sinful city from folks along the way, but it weren't enough to bring me close. I had some to spare, still. Water, that is. Of course, you shake long enough, some sin is bound to fall out, too. Soon as the lights were far enough behind me, I set a course for the east again, this time across the dry Colorado Riverbed and into Arizona. It had been a long while since I passed through and quite a lot had changed. But the desert is still the desert and even old stars seem small against that mighty drab backdrop. But life gathers around water and there was little of it to be found anymore in the ghost towns and ruins I passed along the roads. Couldn't much afford to pass the first town I'd come across in the old state, despite the rather cold welcome. Please, sit. Sheriff's office isn't much to speak of these days, but I assure you this six-pointed star on my chest is for more than decoration. There's plenty of peace to be keeping these days. So, stranger, you here to do some business with that big rig? Sure am, if there's any to be done. Could really use with a bit of water, truth be told. (laughs) Couldn't we all? Well, you're in luck. This time tomorrow, I'll be out scouting the plains, And if you'd arrived then, you might've squared off with more than a door slammed in your face without this badge to keep the peace. No, it's quite the timing that's brought you here now. So, business then. I got some word the others are moving water tonight. We were planning a raid with some of the horses, but they can only carry so much. Your big rig, on the other hand, Well, best case the noise scares them well off, and I'm sure we can fit quite a lot in the back. Bet you can. And as long as I got to keep some, I figured it would be worth the drive. Only, well, it didn't sit quite right with me raiding other people's water. A few horses' worth might keep the people of Coldwater going for a bit. And who's to say the so-called others need it more? But if there's enough to fill all stars, goes to reason the others must be getting it from somewhere. And the source may be a bit less sinful a place to gather water than from others surely in sore need of it as well.
1: Get us some water.
0: Must be plenty of water if old stars will make the difference in carrying it. Enough to last a bit, at least. Where are these others getting it?
1: From others still. Maybe the ones in the north? We can't go there, though. It's far too dangerous. Speaking of danger, let's just hope Kai isn't about. Kai? The leader of the others. He's a real nasty fella to hear Sheriff Odie tell it. Of course, I've never run into him. Don't think I'd be here if I had. <laughs> but we don't need to worry about any of that. Things are pretty stable ever since Sheriff Odie rode into town. We were at each other's throats then. Got enough water to go around but he brought us some then, and he's helped us take from the others when we need to. He's a godsend, Fodi. I bet.
0: We reached the rendezvous point soon enough, quicker than the others on horseback and on foot. The woman stepped out to stand watch while I crawled in the sleeper to get some shut-eye. Not sure how long I was out, but it felt no more than a moment before she was shaking me awake. I climbed back into the cab and lowered the windows to let the cool night air in. That's when I saw them all around, crouched, waiting, the people of Coldwater. They didn't have to wait very long.
1: brought
0: in. It was a rout. I barely caught a glimpse of the others in the light of the full moon, escorting that wagon of water before they scattered at the sight of the townspeople. Weapons were fired, but the shots went wild and the others were wily. They disappeared into the desert quick. The townspeople threw caution to the gentle wind that had risen up and rushed to the cart, offloading and gulping down the water. I was still a fair bit wary and took my time approaching. When I reached the cart, a good deal of water had already been offloaded, some of it sitting in old stars. I brought a bottle to my nose, it smelled fine, to my lips, no funny taste. I started gulping myself, unaware of just how thirsty I was. And yet, something still didn't feel quite right. When I finished drinking, I turned to see the townspeople loaded up, ready to go. I walked back to All Stars, that funny feeling unabated. Then it hit me, just what seemed so off? Where was Sheriff Odie? He had set this whole raid up. He was leading the people of Coldwater. What was so important it kept him from taking the water himself? I didn't have to wonder long. I would find out soon enough. You hear that?
1: What? What are you stopping for? There's nothing there. There's nothing there.
0: Funny. I could have sworn I heard something. Well...
1: We have you surrounded. Exit the truck slowly. What are you doing? Start the truck drive.
0: They're everywhere. Where should I drive?
1: Over them. If you won't do it, I will.
0: Now, you can't just
1: exit now. To hell with this. I'm getting out of here. It's, It's him you want. He's got the water. Stop. Exit now.
0: I saw them all surrounding old stars, moonlight glinting off the tips of arrowheads and the muzzles of rifles. Then I saw the metallic sheen of her blood reflecting back that same full moon. The one in charge had me kneel me to face forward and wait. I didn't have to wait long.
1: He was right where you
0: said, Kai. Nicely done. I heard the footsteps before I saw his face. It wasn't quite clicking, that sound here. When he came around in front, it all fell into place. Gone was the six-pointed star, but it was the same man, Sheriff Odie, Kai. My stomach started to turn, fall out from within me, and spill onto the dry dirt of that unquenchable desert. The sick feeling I'd gotten at that cart earlier had curdled in me. No wonder he wasn't with us on the raid. Get the water, then dispose of the truck. Him too. The sickness in my stomach was slowly spreading, turning my body icy in the desert night. Sheriff Odie, or Kai, looked down at me and grinned, a wicked wide smile. The moon glinted off his teeth, and under that wan light, his mouth almost seemed to twist, elongate into a long, toothy maw. It was an awful, delighted sort of grin. Then he turned and walked off, back into the desert, the others around me unloading old stars of the water. My stomach kept moving in me, rolling along, twisting and turning like one long, steep roller coaster. Remember that time you dragged me to the theme park? I wasn't keen on going. Never quite liked the feeling of the air gone from beneath my feet, the smells and overstimulation. But this one had animals, you said, and you knew I liked that. So we went, and we saw the animals, lions and giraffes and zebras, and we ate the sticky, sweet and salty food navigated through the throngs of children and parents and lovers. And I loved every minute of it. And after all that, all that happiness I was so quick to dismiss, how could I say no to one ride on a roller coaster? My stomach turned fast, the heat drained straight from me, but I looked over and saw you there, smiling, your hand in mine. And it was all worth it. Every wave of nausea, every bump and rattle. I closed my eyes and imagined that coaster you beside me in the desert air, riding along with me. I kept smiling, awash in my reverie, until the leader of the others shook me more violently than that coaster ever did. And I opened my eyes to see him standing there, the bison hide in his left hand. You. Where'd you get this? Where? That? From the New Lakota Nation. They told me it was a token of friendship, and that others would recognize it as such. You're a friend then? More a friend than Kai, that's for sure. I told them what I knew about Coldwater, about Kai, and Sheriff Odie. They didn't believe me. Said that Kai was the only reason they had water to begin with, that he brought it to them sometimes, and other times led raids on the people of Coldwater to take their water. Of course he did. I asked him where the townspeople got the water. They didn't know. From different towns or maybe up north, where the others couldn't go. I tried talking sense to him, but that didn't work. I couldn't blame him for not believing. But fortunately, I had proof, and that bison hide bought me the chance to show it to him. Sheriff Ody, you here? Stay out of sight. It was just before high noon that I drove back into the town. It seemed as cold and unfriendly as when I first drove in, though I sense something else in that cold now. When I called out for the sheriff, a few faces peeked out, saw the truck. Nobody moved. Not until I opened the back and started unloading the water, that is. Just like before, the townspeople threw caution to the wind and rushed out, grabbing and gulping. It wasn't long before the whole town was out in the square surrounding the water. That's when they found themselves surrounded.
1: Everybody move.
0: The others pointed their weapons at the townspeople, the smiles flash frozen on their faces, then melting just as suddenly under the noon sun. They looked at me with disdain, but I knew far more now than I had before. I asked him where Sheriff Odie was, and they told me he was out scouting back before the sun set, if he was back at all. Well, that was fine by me, I could wait. The others were impatient though. They wanted to know where the townspeople kept their water. I told them there wasn't a drop of water in the whole town the people hadn't taken from the others last night. The one in charge gave me a funny look, then led a few on a search of the houses heard them tearing up inside looking for water but they'd exit each time empty handed. The shadows grew long as the sun sunk lower on the horizon all the while we waited in that square. This time we did have long to wait. What do we have here? When the others saw their leader up close, dressed as the sheriff, they knew. They knew there was no water in that town, and there probably never was. They lowered their weapons, shocked, speechless. The townspeople didn't wait for an explanation. They scattered back into their houses, peeked out from boarded-up windows. What is the meaning of this? The meaning of what? Of life? To go on living, of course. And you can't do that without water. There's no water here. Sure there is. Look right there, there's a whole truckload of it. That water is the only thing keeping people alive in this country, and I brought it. You were dying in the desert before I came to save you. The people of this town had already turned on each other violence and chaos. Your mouths were full of dirt and now they're quenched. This way is better. Tell that to the woman I rode with. She won't respond, though her mouth's still full of dirt. You You know nothing. I've been here since before they crawled over the Bridge of Ice. Before the ancestors of the cowering fools sailed over in their ships. This is my desert. I know what's best. Where are you getting the water? You'll see, just as I saw. What they do with it when they have it. They'll think themselves the master of it, just as they did before. Divert it, this way and that. Bottle it and sell it and poison the source with the bottles themselves. They destroyed it all once before we intervene. They'll destroy it again. Already they're finding new things to divert, to bottle, to box. But go, the water is to the north. Take them there, and see for yourself how quickly the torrent can dry. Yeah. <laughs> So close, I could feel the air shift. Kai, Odie, whatever he was called. Then he turned on his heels and set off, the click of spurs disappearing into the desert just as he did. He walked straight into the horizon, the setting sun lighting the whole sky ablaze. I tried to follow his figure, but it was a strain to make it out amongst that brilliant red shimmering there. I could have sworn. I saw him twist and shrink though, almost as if he got down on all fours. The Dazzle must have been playing tricks. And then, he was gone. The sun not too far behind. And all of us not too far behind either.
1: It's... incredible. It
0: surely is. We set out the next morning, to the north. Some rode in the back of old stars, others rode in carts and on horseback. It was slow going, but we made our way. I had to stop where they overtook us the night before. Made sure to bury the woman. It took time, but it needed doing. Ground was hard, but we used some of the water to soften it. I thought they'd object, but they didn't. Maybe they were still stunned by the events in town. Or maybe they saw the truth in what we were doing, the necessity of it. All the same, we buried her deep. Didn't strike water, though. Kept heading north until the brown and red of the desert gave way to greens, and greener still. Like a miracle, the forest sprung up, and some of them wanted to stop, but we pushed on further north. And that's when we found it. We heard it before we saw it, a torrent rushing past. We followed the sound all the way to the edge of that grand canyon. I'd seen it before, yet I was still in awe of the reds and oranges and yellows, and now there was green and blue to match them. The dirty river that once flowed so far down in the bottom had risen up a clear glacial blue and flowed at a level so high I would have sworn it was halfway between the old river and the top of the canyon. When they saw it, the people of Coldwater and the others cried and embraced. So much water, so much life, or the promise of it at the very least. I watched the one in charge of the others bound down a trail into the canyon, rush to that river that itself rushed past. No care for the men and women taking however much water as they saw fit. I watched a good long while until they reached it, brought it to their lips, bathed in so much water. I wonder if it washed the sin clean away once and for all. I stayed for a bit, probably more than I should have, long enough to see him settle along the rim. The thought of them coming together to build a community made me smile. But it was time for me to go. I headed east, of course, driving east now. There'll be more water there, I know, but still, I took a good deal from the Grand Canyon. Not nearly as much as New Gomorrah took. Odi Kai was right. The people of the sinful city had already begun diverting the river. It was no wonder I didn't see any when I crossed the Colorado into Old Arizona. Soon they'd be bottling it, I was sure. Maybe I'd get a load to carry in old stars. (laughs) But maybe not. Would it be so bad? Who's to say? Not me, that's for sure. No, I'm far past all that. I don't have the perspective. It feels like I'm treading water. For so long, I've just tried to stay afloat. But I'll find some solid ground, somewhere tall with a good vantage when I do, I'll see the path that'll take me home, back
1: to you. Scenic Byways is written, directed, and produced by me, Ben Sembler. In order of appearance, this episode features performances by Jason Culp, Heather J. Ryan, and Christopher Salazar. The theme music was composed by the incredibly talented Rosie Tucker. For a full list of credits, as well as transcripts and other material, visit the website scenicbywayspodcast.com Sign up to the newsletter and be sure to follow us on Twitter at scenicbywayspod That's scenicbywayspod P-O-D And on Instagram at Scenic Byways Podcast. And if you liked this episode, please do take the time to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. They honestly help so much. Thanks for listening. Drive safe.